From elephants to axolotls. In the next 10 minutes, we'll get the lowdown on what's up with wildlife with our very special guest, Dr. Gabby Wild. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is the 10 News. March 3rd is World Wildlife Day, a day proclaimed by the United Nations to celebrate and raise awareness of the world's wild animals and plants. World Wildlife Day was first established in 2013, and it's become the world's most important annual event dedicated to wildlife. This year's theme highlights the connection between forests and communities. According to the World Wildlife Day website, between 200 and 350 million people live within or adjacent to forested areas around the world. Relying on the various ecosystem services provided by the forest and forest species for their livelihoods and to cover their most basic needs, including food, shelter, energy, and medicines. That's a lot of people. And even if you don't happen to live in or near a forest, this World Wildlife Day reminds us how connected we all are as humans to the natural world. We couldn't think of a better guest for World Wildlife Day than a vet who has traveled the world saving animals, Dr. Gabby Wild. You might know her from Animal Jam Classic, where she's answered lots of questions from kids about wild animals. And I got to talk to her about what it's like being a wildlife vet. So exciting! My name is Dr. Gabby Wild, and I'm a wildlife veterinarian. What does it mean to be a wildlife vet as, you know, instead of a a regular vet we'd bring our pets to? What does it mean to be a wildlife vet? So when you bring your pets to to their doctor, usually if it's a dog or a cat, you're seeing a general practitioner. So we call those small animal veterinarians. But then a wildlife vet, we actually work with species like all of these different types of species all over the world. And they're just not owned by anyone. They're owned by nature, if you will. Did you know that you wanted to be a vet when you were little? And if you did, did you know you wanted to be this type of vet? Yes. Ever since I was four years old, I knew I wanted to be a veterinarian. I had always loved animals. Always, always. But then when I saw the Lion King when I was four years old, I decided that's it. Mufasa would not have died if I was his veterinarian. He would have, by the way, unfortunately. But um, what I can say is that solidified it within me. And I then went to other veterinarians and shadowed them as a child. I worked at different shelters and just tried to get experience working with animals. It's really important to know that veterinarians don't just pet puppies all day. We have to deal with a lot of disease and you have to understand science and medicine. And if you like that, then being a veterinarian is exactly what you should do. You have a super cool book. It's with National Geographic and it's called Wild Vet Adventures, Saving Animals Around the World with Dr. Gabby Wild. That is the coolest thing. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about the process of doing your book? So making a book is like a dream come true because now I get to bring my adventures to you. And you can come on my journeys and see 
what I what I'm doing. And you can meet some of my patients. And you can travel the world and meet the people we work with. It's really it's really cool to be able to do that. And I was just be so overwhelmingly happy when I got all of these emails from kids all over the world just saying, this is so cool. Can you tell me about this? Can you teach me about that? Oh, what about this? And I said, kids are amazing. I find children to be way cooler than adults because you ask much better questions. So because of that, National Geographic said, you know what? I think this is a kid's book. Together, we wrote this book and we discussed which stories were the most meaningful. But I really love each of the stories because I think you get to feel more of what it what it's like. So enjoy all of the stories. One um, wonderful story is about your time in Thailand and being able to communicate with a very special elephant. How do elephants communicate? In many different ways. You go to the zoo and you stay there for a little while and you just kind of meditate, close your eyes and just meditate and feel the ground. If there are more than two elephants and they're separated, you might feel a little bit of a vibration. That's them communicating with each other in what's called infrasound. So that's one way that they communicate. And yes, they have a whole language. We can't hear it because it's below what our, our auditory system can detect. But they communicate that way. They obviously communicate through the, the auditory system that we can hear, the, the audible system. So you hear them trumpeting and they mean different things. These are, are different communications. They obviously also communicate through touch. They communicate. So they actually use their trunks like little fingers, actually. They're very, very sensitive. Um, they've, it's very funny. In fact, my, I call her my car. Her name is uh, Tantawan, my car, an elephant, um, knows that whenever I come to her in the morning, I always bring her some breakfast and I always hide it behind my back. It's usually sugar cane, sticky rice or bananas. And she always takes her trunk and puts it behind my back to see what her treat is in the morning. <laughs> so that and then she always picks on me to just play with me with her little fingers. And then, of course, they have facial expressions just like us that we're, that we're able to read from. I, I've come to learn what the, the facial expressions mean and they can read each other. March 3rd is World Wildlife Day. So why is that day special? Why should we know about it? And why is it important? Some people might say it's important because they protect the environment. And then we have that circle of life and we have that ecosystem protected. So for example, I always love to go back to my elephants. So if we discuss an elephant, what is its job? Its job, besides being really awesome, is to take dead trees and to rake them up. And with that, the soil gets turned over. That's extremely important. In addition to that, it creates new homes with those trees now fallen, and it makes the soil a lot more conducive to new growth. So these are examples of animals revolve in the, uh, they're essential in this ecosystem. They can provide us with health benefits, they can inspire us. We celebrate wildlife because we share this planet with them. It's not a me versus them. It's an us. And it's our world. And it's our responsibility to share it appropriately. 
And that's why World Wildlife Day is so exciting because it's our chance to say one planet, one world all together. Do you have a favorite animal that you've treated or a least favorite animal that you've treated or both? I don't like rude animals. So (laughs) with wildlife, I'm completely fine if they want to eat me because that tells me you're feeling great. So it's okay if you're a wild animal and you want to eat me. I don't like dogs or cats that want to eat me. I like really nice dogs and cats. But um, so in terms of this, yeah, I, I don't like the ones that just want to attack you. Monkeys. Monkeys are so clever. They're so clever. And they run so fast that sometimes I can't dart them quickly enough. Sometimes they outsmart me. Um, so, so monkeys can be really sometimes fun. Um, favorites. I, I really love all, all species and all animals. It's so hard to give you a favorite, but I I do also really like working with penguins. They are so funny. They, they can be so bumptious, meaning like they want to come and get their exam first because they're going to get their fish and they're going to push out the other penguins. It's really a bit selfish, but it's really funny. So I, I just love all of my patients. Bonus question. Do you have any pets at home? And if so, what do you have? I do have pets at home. So I have one dog who has the very bold name of Pixie Dust. You have to go crazy if you have a chihuahua. And then I have a horse who I've had since she was one year old and I trained her and her name is Boo. Thank you so much. Very much. Oh, it's my pleasure gosh. to meet you. Likewise. Likewise. Thank you. It's trivia time. What rare trait does the axolotl salamander possess? Is it A, it grows new limbs every year, B, it stays a baby for life, or C, it understands sign language? Did you guess it? The answer is B. Let's let Dr. Gabby explain. What I find so amazing about axolotls is that they're what we call pedomorphic, meaning that they stay in this baby state for their whole lives. And I find that to be absolutely incredible. And they're located in only this one freshwater location in in Mexico. That's incredible. That is incredible. And I hear you, Axolotl. I mean, sometimes I wish I was still a baby. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to do chores. You're just a baby. Time is up. But before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Are you interested in receiving a copy of Dr. Gabby's book to read with the kiddos? I mean, you should be. Take it from me. It's awesome. Now's your opportunity to receive your very own copy for free. You heard it here. That's free 99. And we're giving away 10. Of course, because we are the 10. 10 copies of Wild Vet Adventures. And there's still time to enter. For full details, 
Click the link in the show notes or visit the10news.com slash contest. That's the10news.com slash contest. You do not want to pass up on this book. I'm telling you, it's the coolest book. And axolotls are in there. And platypuses. And pangolins. And wombats. And capybaras. And kinkajous. Oh my gosh. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for our new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast and is distributed by iHeartRadio. Our editorial director is Tracy Crooks. Editing and sound design by Pete Musto. Our creative producer is Jenner Pasqua. Stephen Tompkins is our head of audience development. And our production assistant is Sarah Olander. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle. And The 10 News is executive produced by Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. Do you want to be part of the show? We would love to have you. Have a grown-up help you record a question, a joke, or a fun fact you want to share and email it to us at hello at the10news.com. And you can show your love for The 10 News by going to your favorite podcast app and submitting a rating and a review. It helps others find the show so they can join the fun with us. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. See you a lot, Axolotl. It didn't make sense, but it rhymed.